Our first movie tells the story of a friendship behind prison walls that spans more than 20 years. the inaugural episode of middle brow madness a uh see this is the first episode so i don't have like a clever snappy uh title for it but this is a, an exercise in podcast hubris um because we ran the numbers and this this podcast what we want to do maybe i should introduce ourselves for, maybe i should introduce us first my name's aragane hi everyone oh shit fuck <laughs> We're, it's going great already we have a great Rhythm going. Uh, I'm Michelle Arf. I'm, I think I stepped all over Derek. Do you want to say your name again, Derek? My name is Derek Gade, and I'm so used to doing other podcasts, so I just naturally kind of go into that rhythm, right? So yeah, and I'm I keep wanting to like give the intro riff for uh, reloading the cannon, but that doesn't work anymore because we have a different goal here, Derek. What is that goal? Oh Lord, um, our goal. Uh, our, our, our marching orders, as they were, is to take the IMDb top 250 films of all time, as voted by the users of the Internet Movie Database, and find the best one. Which is the real best one? Is it Shawshank Redemption? Probably not. So we're trying to figure out what it is. But Derek, you ask, 250 doesn't make for a cool, even bracket. What did you do to make up the other six? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, Michelle and I both picked three movies that were bubbling under, just below the surface, in the 250s, 260s. Uh, the uh, movies on the, two, uh, on the 250 bottom out at around a rating of 8.0. So we took a few movies that had a rating of 7.9. And I think I'm putting us on the spot because I couldn't tell you what they are offhand. Um, I remember two of mine. Uh, I, I actually remember almost all of yours. One of yours was Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights? One of yours was Spinal Tap. Yes. Um, I don't remember the other one. I know one of mine was Winter Light by Ingmar Bergman. Um, now I'm looking through the list trying to figure out what the lowest seeds are. I actually uh, just pulled it up on the Slack because it has a search function. Uh, yours were Winter Light, Solaris, and Close Up. And mine were, this is Final Tap, Perfect Blue, and Boogie Nights. That's so weird. For some reason, I was convinced Perfect Blue and Solaris were really part of this list. Uh, no, but they're bubbling under. They're really, really close. But uh, the the IMDb top 250 is nothing if not cruel and exacting in who actually goes in. For example, there's no documentaries in this list anywhere. And no short films either. Nope. So And we followed the same rules when we chose our three extras, three each for each person. Yes. And um, so what we've done is we've, uh, well, I say we, but Michelle put them all into a large... Uh, single elimination NCAA style bracket. An unwieldy bracket, let's say. It's very unwieldy. It, uh, the field of March Madness is 64. Ours is four times that size. So what we're going to do is have four consecutive March Madness tournaments, but with movies, in order to find the best one on this list. What could go wrong? Well, um, what could go wrong, since we're only two, is that we could just disagree. 
But thankfully, we have developed a failsafe for uh, for if and when that happens, because I get the feeling it's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe we'll just be lockstep in every single one, and we will get the exact right movie. But if not, uh, what are those failsafes, Derek? The main failsafe is that we have uh, at the first in the first round, we have a grand total of four vetoes. That's basically basically we get to use these vetoes if we really really want to push a movie through, and it basically gives it an additional vote. Uh, we didn't discuss whether or not vetoes could stack. I, I think that that's not really fair if we start stacking <laughs> vetoes on. Although at the same time, it is kind of a useful strategic element, wouldn't it? Like waste a veto here and then instead use one later on? Uh, yeah, I mean, the idea is I can definitely see an instance where you use a veto and then I use a veto and then we're right back where we started. Well, but if you if you used your veto, then you would automatically win. Oh, okay. So it's like... So like the, the newest veto defeats the oldest veto. Okay. So if for some reason, like, let's say your favorite movie, like Annie Hall, let's say you really wanted Annie Hall to keep going in the tournament and I vetoed it and then you vetoed my veto, then Annie Hall keeps going. I don't think that'd be a great use of your vote because I'm going to do the same thing the next round, but you could do it if you'd like. Yeah. I mean, ah, man, I I, I peeked ahead at, uh, I peeked ahead at the bracket and that's going to be episode three. We're going to have a really fun episode three. Episode three has some interesting stuff going on in it. Oh, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some some conversations. Tell you what. Um, and there's also another veto rule that we should specify. So at, since we had to add six to the list to make it nice and perfect, if any of those six we disagree on, like if that's if it's the tie is between one of the ones we chose and one of the ones that's on the list, the one that's on the list automatically moves forward so that we don't just follow our own biases. Yeah, because it. It would be kind of anticlimactic if we get to the end and like perfect blue takes the crown and it's not a part of the actual list. Well, here's a funny thing I was thinking about. So uh, one more thing we did just for fun. This is going to be just for our own little um, knowledge. We filled out brackets based on what we think the other person would choose if they were the only person in this tournament or the only person in this selection process. And now that I know the perfect blue is one of the ones that you chose, my... um, Semifinals had three of the ones you chose and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Eh, well... So we're hoping that doesn't happen. We're hoping we give the IMDb list a fair enough shake. Yeah, and um, let's talk about this list in brief. Um, it's, uh... Well, it's it's a middle-brow list. I mean, there's a reason we called this Middle-Brow Madness besides the fact that it's a very fun title. I think as soon as we, like, came up with that one, it was immediate. Like, we knew that was the title for it. Mm-hmm. But... The really fascinating thing about the IMDb list to me, which I should say, just for the record, we took a snapshot of it on August 9th. It does change somewhat regularly, so if the movies we're talking about are now no longer on the list, or they've fallen from where they were, or they're a different seed, don't talk to us. It's from August 9th. Yeah, uh, we're not going to be covering Captain Marvel on this bracket, even though, like, I bet dollars to donuts it's going to be on that list when it comes out. Oh yeah, definitely, because that's the kind of, like, there's a huge amount of recency bias to the IMDb list. Like, the version that we have has um, the newest Avengers movie on it. It has Incredibles 2, but not Incredibles 1, which uh-huh. I feel is one of those things that's just going to fall off as soon as anyone looks at it long enough. Uh, yeah, pr- well, I think just a matter of, like, like the more those more recent movies, regardless of, like, actual quality, are the ones that are most liable to fall off. Uh, well, because the ones that have stayed on for a while, there's enough votes that have been packed up, so it's really hard to knock them off. Whereas the new ones, they get a like a, uh, a, a surge, a spike of votes in the beginning, and then it's really easy for a couple negative votes to knock that back down. 
Although it does kind of give a an interesting picture of the IMDb user, the average IMDb user, which there's a lot of things to say about. I will say this list is very not great. Like if I if I was making a list of the best movies of all time, some of these choices are fucking absurd. But it's also a really good evidence of how a lot of people who like movies but aren't movie obsessed as perhaps us two are view movies. C- certainly not. Certainly not to the point of like making a podcast where you watch 256 movies and then watch half of them again, and yes. then watch half of those again, and then watch half of those again, and repeat for four years. Um, like, like there's a lot of uh, certain directors, certain styles that are just huge in the list. Like, basically, almost every Nolan movie is on the 250, right? Christopher Nolan, I think, except for like, like um, Insomnia. Following's not there. Following's not there. Yeah. I think Insomnia's on there. Oh, jeez. That, I'm not surprised. Like, I, Nolan's kind of the perfect director for this list in that he makes very good movies. I have no personal issues with him, but he's also not a great artiste by any measure, in my opinion. I think he has his moments, but I think he's... I mean, we'll, we'll have ample opportunity to talk about Mr. Nolan, and Insomnia is not in the big bracket. Okay, God. But, I, uh, I would have been shocked, genuinely, if it was in there. As much Memento, as I like that movie. Memento, The Prestige, Batman Begins... The Dark Knight, uh, Interstellar, uh, Inception, they're all there. So he's hes represented. He's very well represented. And I think those like blockbuster movies that kind of make you feel smart are the bread and butter of this list. Although one of the things that I find fascinating is there's also six Indian films I've never fucking heard of on this list. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, and I'm excited for that for a lot of reasons. One is that I think neither of us have watched very much Indian film. Nope. And there's a blind spot. Yeah, total blind spot for me. I've never even seen like Satyajit Ray, any of his movies, which I really should. They're probably great, but I've just never gotten around to it. So seeing some contemporary Indian movies that at least IMDb seems to love, I think will be a nice way to expand um, our knowledge, expand our palette. There's also a lot of movies on here that I just wanted to see for forever that I've never actually watched. I'd like to chime in that Dark Knight Rises bafflingly is also on this list yeah we'll we'll get to dark knight rises um but like one of the movies that i'm actually kind of excited to get to even though i'm also dreading it is the 400 blows which is a movie i as a a film nerd i guess you could say should have seen at this point i should have seen the 400 blows everyone talks about all the time it's obviously such a key touchstone for so many people for so many films i don't like the french new wave i don't like coming of age movies i'm probably not going to like it but i will be happy to have actually seen it finally I think I, I think I, I called it uh, a good ass movie that you're not going to care for. Yeah. Uh, see also the Richard Linklater movies. Good ass movies that you don't care for. Yes. Oh man, there's some weird there's some weird shit in this list. Your name, the Makato Shinkai film, is on this list. There's like a weird there's like a there's like a Turkish drama I've never heard of on this list. There's it as a list. It's kind of baffling, but I don't think I would call it like diverse or representative. It's very. I think. Oh, it is not when, diverse at all. Like I, I did some statistics real quick on this list. So there's a total of three women directors. I bet you can name two of them. Uh, Lana and Lily Wachowski. Exactly, and also the co-director of City of God was also a woman. That's the entirety oh, yeah. of the list. Uh, is those ah. three women. And there's exactly one black director, and that's Steve McQueen for Twelve Years a Slave. Oh, man, I think that I think when people are think about the film bro canon, a lot of these movies would kind of fit kind of snugly because they're popular and kind of artful. But a lot of them, may, maybe their value has been kind of 
artificially inflated a little bit, but we get to kind of knock these out, and it's interesting to sort of take these in context. I'm actually really interested in one of those movies that is big part of the film bro canon is Fight Club, which I haven't seen since I was in high school. In retrospect, I don't... I remember liking it at the time, because I was a child, and now as an adult, I remember... I My memory is that it's not good, but at the same time, I think when I actually watch it, maybe I'll have more appreciation for it instead of... I won't have the adoration, I think, that a lot of people have for it, but I think I will be able to adjust some of my opinions on what that movie actually is instead of what it is in my head. I think there's going to be a lot of that over the course of this podcast. I mean, just during this first run of movies that we've done, I've already adjusted opinions on like half of the movies we've seen already. Oh, me too. And it's like a lot, it's a lot of downgrading. Like a lot, like uh, these movies that I held in like very high regard for one reason or another. And it's like, yeah, this movie's pretty good, but it's not as good as I remember it being. Yeah, for the people who obviously aren't us, so we watched eight movies for our first go because we're going to be recording two episodes back to back and we're doing two matchups per episode. So two plus two plus two plus two equals eight. And um, of these eight movies, I think there's only one that I would still consider a masterpiece. A masterpiece? How many masterpieces in this first slate? I would, I would go, oh man, like just full on, uh, I would probably go two and you could probably convince me on three. Okay. Well, we will get to that in the episodes. Yes. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about for this IMDb list? If there's intro episodes and people know what's going on here. We already touched upon this just a couple of minutes ago, but I do think regardless of quality, it's an interesting list. Yeah, there's not, I wouldn't say every movie on here is a classic or even quote unquote importance, but I would say that almost every movie on this list is worth knowing about and seeing to some degree. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely like, uh, I think it's, if you were to call it like IMDb's top 250 films of note. That feels a little more accurate, yeah. Yeah, I think this is like a golden opportunity to like, you know, uh, address some biases and talk smart about movies. But I think it's the, the, the what I like about the this idea of the pod. And I was thrilled when Michelle came up to me and asked, hey, you want to do this pod where we do a movie bracket? And it's like it's 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 a very simple process is like, here are two movies. Which one's better? And the winner goes on and we just rinse and repeat until someone comes out on top. And the coolest part about that and one of my favorite things about brackets in general is by if I would take all 250 of these movies and rank them, I wouldn't get the same number one that I would if we do this elimination process. I don't think. It changes oh, no. so many different things because, for example, all three Lord of the Rings movies are on here. I think the strongest Lord of the Rings movies are up against the strongest competitors. So I think the weakest ones are actually going to make it farthest through the competition and other things like yeah. that. There's a, there's a, some like unfair matchups. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Shawshank Redemption has to compete against Boogie Nights. So... Yeah, which I mean, that is going to be the last episode of our first season, just to say, because we didn't want to do the number one seed and the last seed first. Um, but yeah. unless there's something really revelatory in Shawshank Redemption, I have a feeling I know which way that upset's going to go. Like, I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of what I hope to achieve with this pod is like, I don't know if I'm going to like every one of these movies, but I like to think that something new is going to reveal itself to me. Oh, definitely. And it did when we even watched these first movies that we're going to get to. What should we say what those are so people can follow along? Yes. Uh, so for our first episode, uh, we're going to cover the first two matchups. So if you look at our bracket, we're starting from the bottom and working our way up to the top. So our first matchups are going to be A Clockwork Orange versus Cool Hand Luke and Back to the Future versus Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, 
Awesome. Then I think that's all we got for this first intro intro episode. Do we want to yep. shout out the Twitter? If I can remember what the handle for it is. Fuck. Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> Middlebrow man, Pod? Is it Middlebrow Pod? Wait, I'm, lo- I'm logging in. Oh, shit. Uh, it is, in fact, twitter.com slash Middlebrow Pod. Awesome. So you can follow all of our exploits there or email us at middlebrowmadness at gmail. Let me double check that one. I think that's what we all right. ascertained or got a hold of. Yep, just middlebrowmadness at gmail.com. If you want to email us, hey, if you have interesting questions, I suppose we could always answer those. It's not currently in our plans, but you never know. I'm always up for answering a couple questions. And uh, we have Twitter accounts, right? I suppose we do, yeah. We're on the social meet. I mean, I'm, I'm not so much on Twitter anymore, but if you if you really want to slide into my DMs with, with reactions to our takes, you can always hit me up at Derek underscore G. And I am at Space Jam Fan, even though I'm not excited for Space Jam Fan, or Space Jam 2, rather. Yeah, that's going to be a thing that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, that's fucking weird. LeBron yeah. just in the MJ role. I don't know how I feel about it. But maybe the, on a future edition of this podcast, we'll be talking about a new IMDb Top 250 that has Space Jam 2 on it. So St- Still jamming. Well, that's it for this edition of... That's it for this episode of Middle Brow Madness. I mean, fucking hope you listen to the next one. I mean, we'll, we'll think of a clever fucking sign off eventually, but you know, see you next not time. just desperate pleas for please listen to the next one. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time. I've been Michelle Arf. I've been Derek Gade. Happy movie watching. Fuck me. Happy movie watching. Fuck me. Good night, everybody.